The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Two minutes to go. Illinois 71, Michigan State 68. Out top is Io. Long, long three. Got another one. He got another one. Timeout, Michigan State. Fighting a Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Right wing, Kipper cuts to the lane. Down low, Kofi! What a slam dunk! And there's the high-low and the feet of the big seven-footer. Williams to Georgie at the free-throw line, drive. Down the lane, and slams it in! Three, gonna have to shoot it with two, a long, long three! Courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois. Here's your host, Scott Beatty. Good evening, everybody. Welcome in as Illinois basketball continues this home stretch of games. Tonight's opponent, the Lindenwood Lions, a Division II program from the St. Louis area on tap here tonight at the State Farm Center. Scott Beatty alongside Lauren Tate getting you ready for this 7 o'clock tip-off. The Illini are 5-1, and one, coming off a blowout win over Hampton on Saturday night, a 120-71 final. The Illini flirting there with the scoring record for the program, which is 127. And Kofi Coburn continuing to dominate. He is Big Ten Player of the Week and Freshman of the Week as well. Lindenwood is 3-1. and one. They most recently lost to Bellarmine 81-73. They have victories over Parkside, Ohio Ohio Valley, and William Woods. Welcome in, everybody. The Illini could win their fourth in a row of this five-game homestand, and it's really a final tune-up here, Lauren, before Miami is in on Monday night. Yeah, we're going to be placing these uh, teams with M's in front of their names, whether it's uh, Michigan or Miami or Missouri or Maryland. We've yep. got a lot of M's coming up that are going to count. These, are, these, these are the big counters. That's right. And uh, I mean, because a win tonight doesn't do anything for you, really. A, a loss would hurt, certainly, but a win doesn't do anything for you. And, and the Illini are... Um, they're, they're, they seem to be loosening up. I thought they were a little tight with a new system. Going into the post as much as they do, this, this is kind of new to have Kofi out there and with uh, Georgie on, this, on, you know, on the court at the same time. And I think that Iowa's been a little tight early, and, and um, I think they, they seem to loosen up the other night. Three guys averaging 15 points or better. Io DeSumo, Andres Felice, and Felice has been relatively quiet on the point side of things even lately. And then Kofi Coburn at 15.8 points per golf ball game and averaging over 12 rebounds a game. Felice is good when the, it's tough. When the game is tough, that's when he's best. Mm-hmm. And he's not looking to score necessarily in a game where Illinois has got a, a nice lead, although he can score. And I, I just, uh, it's interesting, you know, that he only started three games last year and, and uh, coach decided to move him up because he's definitely one of Illinois' best five players. But now this means that uh, you've got a different uh, d- dynamic coming off the bench and, and basically Griffin is coming off the bench where he could be a starter right now. Maybe it would help him if he was. But uh, I don't know who you take out. 
Exactly. I mean, you can make a case that Alan Griffin is among your five best players. I, I think these starting five are the five best. I think that's that's fair. Alan Griffin um, probably needs some refining, but man, does he fly to the rim and mm -hmm. get some rebounds, and he's starting to knock down shots. Yeah, well, he's a natural three-point shooter, and he's a natural rebounder, so that's two good, good, two good points in his favor, and I think that uh, as we go along, I think you're going to see more and more. I mean, look, they start substituting in the, after four minutes anyway, generally, and so uh, he's going to get plenty of playing time, and, and the thing that we have to watch is how's it, how's it working with, with Georgie and Kofi in there, and then how effective can Georgie be when Kofi has to sit down for maybe 10 or 15 minutes a game? Well, Brad Underwood has talked this week about the flow of this offense improving as guys adjust to their roles. You know, we know Kofi's a unique piece just in, in terms of his physicality and his size. You know, we've also made some, some changes systematically. Uh, so that's taken a little bit. And I, I think obviously we've seen a little better flow. The last three halves we've shot over 60%. Uh, you see our, our threes and our attempts are way down. Uh, to me, that was one of the impressive things about Hampton the other night was 120 points and we only made eight threes. You know, I, I think there's, there's, there's role identification. I think we're starting to fall into those things better. And I think, uh, uh, you know, the primary example of that is Georgie. And, uh, you know, he, he's gone from a low post bang back to the basket guy to now a guy that's playing out on the perimeter a lot. And, and his growth at that spot, and I think it speaks volumes to his IQ and understanding of the game, uh, is a big reason we've made this this big jump. That's Brad Underwood there as the Illini have won three in a row, five and one on the season, and it's Lindenwood tonight. And, yeah, the, the question was how could Kofi and Georgie coexist? I think the answer is starting to say they can. Yeah, and they've they got to get better at it, but they can. Yeah. I think it's a work in progress, but I think they've made uh, some good gains. Off and running, it's the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all of your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. Plenty more here from the State Farm Center when we come back. Also our keys to the game. The coach's corner tonight is Chin Coleman. He'll talk with Brian Barnhart a little bit later on. Stay with us. Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. We're courtside at the State Farm Center, Illinois, with a game that counts against Lindenwood tonight. The Lions, a Division II school, it does not count for their records tonight. It's an exhibition for their purposes. It is a game that goes in the stats and win-loss column for Illinois tonight. Lauren Tate here, and Doug Aldenberger is in town as well good to see you as always um doug can is it possible we are overhyping kofi coburn at all he just swept the, the conference awards and he looks really good but i know the competition hasn't um, matched him in height at least recently it, it, is 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 there any way we can just be putting too much here into kofi coburn because he looks really good well he i think defensively he he gives uh uh, that rim protection that we need, and I think that's really more important than than the than the points and everything else. He's uh, you know he's able to establish himself going against smaller lineups, but you know give him credit. You know he's taking care of business, getting on the boards, and uh, coaches love rebounds, especially on the offensive glass. And uh, you know, he's 
he he what I like about him is he's able to run the floor you know Lauren and I were talking a little bit earlier you know his uh, usually you get a freshman in here big guys you know they foul too much and, and they run out of gas early but so far you know he's been very disciplined uh, uh, you know, there's areas he needs to work on but uh, I, I am pleasantly surprised where he's at right now, and he's only going to get beg- better, you know, once he gets once he sort of gets a better feel for for the game. Now, as a guard, when you face somebody that was much bigger than you, I mean, there is angles you can get. There's ways you can get around sometimes. We saw it even in the game against Hampton on Saturday night. But is that just a function of hey, quick and shorter sometimes can get around, or is that something that Kofi needs to grow in? Well, I, I think what happens is uh, Kofi's still learning the offense. He's still learning to adapt, like we said, to uh, when you get to this level, the guys are just as big and small. They're not just as big or strong as he is. He's a he's a freak. But uh, those are things that you need to adjust. So he's still uh, adjusting. Uh, you know, the ball goes inside. Sometimes if it's not a good pass, he has a hard time to handle it. But I think when you're trying to figure out where to be, what to do, all these things, there's a lot of still, you know, things that need to come naturally, and he's still trying to figure that out. But he, he's going to get... Uh, like I said, as the season goes along and he gets a little better feel, but we're going to see where he is. Uh, we're into, we're going to after this game. We're into December, and the level of play goes up dramatically. I'm wondering, uh, you know, they do have a seven-footer from the Netherlands who doesn't figure to play much if at all, and then they got a couple six-eight and six-nine guys on the bench, but their center, starting center, so-called, is six-five. Well, I mean, and this looks like another double double on the way, doesn't it? Yeah, I looked. Yeah, exactly. Well, he'll probably get that in the first seven, eight minutes, uh, but he's. Uh, you know, looking at their seven-footer and looking at our seven-footer, our guy's a real seven-footer. <laughs> <laughs> he's seven-foot tall and seven-foot uh, thick, it yeah, looks like. I, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's legit seven feet. Hey, uh, uh, Brad Underwood talked this week about Trent Frazier's becoming a real college basketball player in that first year he was a scorer, and that was kind of his mindset. This year, last year, and this year, he's, he's, he's calling him a winner. He wants to win. He's... He's tasked most nights with guarding the best guy. He's just a he's a well-rounded player. He's locked in on defense. Is that something you had to learn too? Just to become that whole player. Well, when you're playing with uh, with guys that uh, have a lot of weapons, uh, you know, I played with Derek Harper, Bruce uh, Douglas, and all, you know, the list goes on to the end. Work with Kendall Gill and all those guys. So you've got to learn to play within that system. And you know, Brad's guys are all going to touch the ball. Uh, there's not one guy, go-to guy. So, you know, uh, believe me, once we get into Big Ten play, uh, you'll see Mr. Frazier step up. I mean, he's got great leadership, and we're going to need his scoring and his outside uh, and, and also his leadership. So uh, we're, we're, he's definitely going to, you know, the bigger the game, I think the bigger, uh, you know, when they played Arizona, he stepped up and played real well down there in, in, uh, in the, at Arizona. You know, I, I think when he was a freshman, he felt like he had to score to make the lineup, you know, to make the team. Right. I think that most freshmen feel that way. But he's a different. He has a different feel for the game now. Yeah, and that's a good point, Lauren. I think you know he knows this is his team, and a, and a point guard is uh, is an extension of the coach. And I think Brad and him are on the same level, uh, on the same page, I guess. And that's really important. And uh, you know, there's only so much coaching you can do from the sidelines. And no offense to coaches, but when you're out there in front of 16,000 people on national television, if you're looking at your uh, coach every two seconds, uh, you know, it's, that's not a good situation to be in. So it's got to be natural. It's got to flow, and you look. For 
for your point guard. You know, I was lucky with Bruce and then Bardo. Those guys were smart guys, and they got us in the right spots, and then everything flowed from there. Well, you always bring the flow here, too, Doug. Appreciate it much. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, here in the call in just a little while with Brian Barnhart. Our keys to the game in a moment, Illinois and Lindenwood on tap tonight. Stay with us, Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. Illinois taking on Lindenwood tonight at the State Farm Center here in Champaign. Their final ball game before power opponents again when Miami is here on Monday night. Scott and Lauren with you. We'll get to our keys to the game. They're brought to you by Hickory Point Bank. But Lindenwood is a team that's going through some transition. Well, that's right. I mean, they had coach left last year and, and uh, went to St. Leo. His name is Lance Rand Randall. And uh, he was replaced by a Central Michigan assistant by the name of Kyle Gerdeman, who is now the head coach here. And he, he only uh, only has three players back from that team. And the interesting thing to me is that the star player of the team, Crockett, who's averaging 26.8, averaged five points a game last year, the last two years. He wasn't even a starter last year. Now he's, he's racking them up, shooting 52% from the field and, and really uh, their dominant player so far in a 3-1 start. They are a, generally a small team, and they're generally going to be that way And it's in, when it's oh, a Division yeah. II opponent against Division I. But Miami's lead guard is five foot seven, so maybe it gives you a little bit of extra <laughs> practice against the uh, undersized guys, so to speak, and, and when the Hurricanes roll into town on Monday night out of the ACC. Well, I'm, I'm going to say tonight that to get ready for these M teams, Miami and the rest of them, you've got to have better ball security. Illinois had a half. Came into the game uh, averaging about 20 turnovers a game. That's going into the Hampton game. They ha they played the first half without a turnover, and then they had like seven turnovers in the next seven minutes. I don't understand it. I just want to see more consistency with the ball. It's great and incredible to, to play a half without a turnover, but the problem is that they've made too many turnovers too, too often. Our keys to the game are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert steers you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. A note here on the scoreboard, Michigan State survives a scare from Georgia, winning 93-85 to in Maui. Wisconsin in danger of losing to New Mexico. They trail by four with less than a minute to go in that ball game. And they are playing that in, uh, in, I believe that's in New York. You know who the Georgia coach is, don't you? Tom Crean. How about that? <laughs> Thanks much, Lauren. Enjoy the game. Okay. Our coach's corner conversation in a moment. Brian Barnhart talks with Chin Coleman on Fighting Illini Game Day. Welcome back. It's the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Illinois basketball tonight against Lindenwood from the State Farm Center. Game number seven on the year for the Illini. The Coach's Corner is brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Clark Lindsay. Assistant Coach Chin Coleman has tonight's scout. Brian Barnhart talks with him. Chin, good to see you again. A good performance the other night. I thought everything looked pretty good. I know there's always things you can look at and improve on, but it's hard to complain too much about the last game. Well, uh, again, the last game was a product of the work that we've been putting in, the pursuit of perfection that we're trying to pursue. We're trying to get to a point um, with our team where we're 
doing things like that and playing that way in terms of defensively and offensively where we're sharing the balls. we got multiple guys in double figures. We feel like we have a team uh, that we put on the floor that can do that. And, and last, that last game was a, a byproduct of that. And I thought, too, uh, with all the big numbers that were out there offensively, the job that Trent did on their top score, I mean, he really took him, made him earn his points. Well, Trent's been amazing and selfless in that regard. He's been a guy who's taken on that lead role in terms of being the defensive stopper guy. He's really sacrificed a lot because Trent's a guy, come on, he's an all-league Big Ten player. He's averaged 14 points in for two years straight that he's been in this program and been in playing in the Big Ten. Everyone in the country and obviously everyone in our locker room knows what he brings to the table on the offensive end of the floor. But he's sacrificing a lot and he's he's the MVP right now because he's not worrying about how many shots he get, how many FGAs he get up, how many threes he makes. He's really concerned about being that glue guy for us defensively and we need more guys to, to, to kind of figure that part of the game out to kind of be selfless and, and think more on a defensive end because if, we, if we're going to have any chance of winning, uh, it's going to be on that end of the floor. Yeah. In any game, in particular in the Big Ten, we got to win with the defense. Absolutely, because in the Big Ten we know that the, the, the games are going to come down, most of them three possessions are left, and, and, and when you three possessions are less, it's all about getting stops. You've got to get timely stops and getting stops at the right time, so uh, we're getting better, man, and that's what you saw. Yeah. We're, we're getting better, and right at the right time, we want to continue to get better. Um, so you guys got to keep working. Speaking of working and getting better, Kofi got honored this week, a well-deserved by the Big Ten Conference. But talk about what you've seen in him. I know the coaches have talked about him being a sponge and learning. You can almost see him kind of growing in his game, and he's still got a really high ceiling, I think. Yeah, he, he doesn't know what he's doing yet, if that – that may sound weird to uh, you and a lot of people that's listening, but yet and still at this point in time, Kofi still doesn't know what it is he's doing. He's uh, he's learning day by day, and he is a sponge, and he's a quick learner, and so he adapts well to the teaching, and he adapts well to what we're trying to get him to do. And he's going to be a good player. Um, he's a joy to, to coach. He's a joy to be around. Um, you're just seeing a little bit of what Kofi Coburn is going to be. He's uh, got a lot left. He got a lot left. He's not even scratching the surface yet. Yeah, and that's got to be, as a coach, that's got to be really satisfying and the, the joy of coaching when you've got a guy with all that talent, anybody with that talent, and yet they're willing to learn and grow. I mean, that, that makes it fun, doesn't it? I think people still forget the fact that our team is still dominated by freshmen and sophomores. So we still have a young team. Uh, although our sophomores have a lot of experience because they played a bunch last year, but they're still young as well. So just like last year, we got better and better and better and better and better, and, and we played really good basketball in the month of February. This team, you're going to see the same exact growth because we still have a lot of guys that are going to reach their peak and their potentials later on as the season progresses. So Kofi's going to be a lot better in in. January and February than he is right now in November. Trust me on that. All right, we're going to take a break. Back with Shin Coleman. We'll talk about the Lions of Lindenwood tonight in just a moment. It's Lindenwood coming into town, 3-1 uh, and one, the record for the Lions, a Division II team, a team that's uh, new in their conference and a really good conference, Great Lakes Valley Conference, and a team that can shoot the basketball, right? 
Yeah, they average about uh, 28 threes a game and uh, right at about almost 40% from, from, from there. So it's 38%, so it's not like uh, they're shooting a bunch of them, but they're making them. Um, they're a really good three-point shooting team. They, uh, they have a system. Um, they play. We're going to be in a ton of ball screens, and what they want to do is to get you in rotation so they can get four shots for them because they have multiple guys who shoot the ball 40% or better. Two in particular shoot 40%. One of their bigs shoot 50%. One of the other guys shoot 50%. So uh, one, of the game, one of the keys to the game is what I call guarding the fence. Again, make them play in the yard and keep them out of the house. We've got to do a better job of guarding the house. We, we've done that when we played Hawaii, similar scout, where we took away their three-point shots. But we were really giving uh, when it got to them getting two-point passes, and we don't want to do that. We want to guard the fence and run them off that and, and not be so giving. I know it's Thanksgiving, but we don't want to be giving uh, right. uh, in the painted areas. So. That's right. Well, we had Stansbury for Hawaii the other night for Hampton. Merrill was the score. Crockett is the, one of the key guys, right? Yeah, Crockett, number one, he averages about 28 points a game, almost 28 points a game, uh, about 20% three-point shooter, but he's got a scores mentality. He's not a, a, a target guy at, from the three-point line, but he can make them. But he's more of a, a driver, strong driver, a really good athlete, really good around the logo area. He scores it around the Big Ten area. Uh, again, we're going to put our guy on him, and that's Trent Frazier. And Trent Frazier so far has been the guy. If we needed somebody to call, say, hey, go shut him down. Trent has answered that phone call every single time so far this year. So, yep, Looks like Scales is 11 of 20 from three, so he's the other guy that can yeah, step out and hit him. He's shooting at 50% yeah. Yeah. from three, and he comes off the bench for them. They'll move him around a little bit. He'll play some guard, he'll play some forward for him. Um, everybody on their team that plays has attempted and or made a three-pointer except for uh, the lefty number uh, four, I think his name is... Uh, uh, Kinder. Ken, uh, no, Kinder has made one. Uh, his name is Anthony Christian, number three. He hasn't made a three. He's zero for zero. But everybody else that has played has attempted or and or made a three. So this is a team that lives and by by the three. A lot of times you'll see a smaller team like that. They run their stuff so well. Even though you're the bigger team, you have to, like, get out of the mindset that there's a big guy cutting the basket. It might be a guard cutting through there. These, are, these, these guys for us pretty much are all guards. Um, even their bigs, like two big bigs that come off the bench, uh, 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 Kitchell and uh, Cage, uh, they both shoot threes, so it's like they're all guards in terms of their skill set. So we got to treat them all like guards because they can shoot the ball so well. And we just got to do a really good job of defending the three-point line and transition defense because they run, they push it really hard, they try to get early threes. If our transition defense is good, we guard defense. If we're great in our ball screen coverage, we'll be pretty, we'll be pretty good tonight. Get the long rebounds. Do you anticipate they'll play zone or man, or how do you think well, they'll do it? Here's the deal. Uh, they haven't played much zone this year. They haven't had to as much. They played Bellamy, who's the number one Division II team in the country, who played Louisville early this year and did really well against Louisville, had a chance to beat Louisville. And so they played them really close, uh, Bellamy. And so Bellamy's one of the top teams in the country, regardless of levels. And so they played them really close and had an opportunity to beat them. So they're a good team. So we we, we, we got to make sure that we put our hard, our head our hard heads on and our boots on and go to work here tonight. All right, everyday guys. Absolutely, there that's our go. motto. And we, it's a business <laughs> game for us. It, yeah. It's nameless, it's faceless, it's jerseyless. It's about us taking care of business and continuing to to get better. Shane.
Shane, good luck. Thank you. We're going to need it. All right, there you go. Shane Coleman with us on the Coach's Corner. Thanks much, Brian. The Coach's Corner brought to us by Clark Lindsay and Hickory Point Bank. Plenty more in a moment from the State Farm Center. Tip-off just over an hour away between the Illini and Lindenwood. I'm Scott Beatty. I'll be back with you after the ball game for the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Trent Meacham, former Illini, will join us as well. We'll take your texts on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line and your calls on the PNC Bank fan line. It's all coming your way on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana.